Good evening. I'm Blair Bathory, your hostess of Fear House. You're listening to Without Your Head. Sweet screams. Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. We're joined by Catherine Walker. Hi. Hello. And Jessica Reynolds. Hello. And they are from The Curse of Audrey Earnshaw, which comes out Friday, October 2nd on Video on Demand on the 6th. So it's very good to have you both here. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. Good to be here. Very good. So uh, first of all, before we get too far into the movie, uh, could either of you or both of you give an idea of what it's about for people who haven't you know, watched the trailer or seen the movie yet? Jessica, do you want to go for that one? Okay. Uh, so it's about um, a mother and daughter who are very isolated from their community and suspected of witchcraft by their devout rural uh, community. Um, a group of Irish Protestants who have fled to Canada. And it's about Audrey and kind of finding her way in this world and doing what she needs to to survive and to protect and what she feels is right is right and um, as a teen in this it, it very suffocated kind of society good now how did you both get involved i um i think i had done a movie called a dark song um a number of years ago, about three, four years ago. And I think uh, Tommy, our writer, director, had seen that. And um, he really felt, uh, in, in that fil film, it's, it's similar. It's a, it, my child is dead in that film, but it's a similar kind of mother role with a, with a, with a, with a who is carrying a, a strange darkness and, you, and is under um, a lot of, pressure um and i think he had just yeah he 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 had enjoyed that film and and, and asked me to do the role how about yourself jessica how did you get involved um so it was my first role that i ever did um and it was just a process yeah it was it was just a process of auditioning and a few self tapes obviously because i was over in Liverpool for, for university at the time um, in my final year of drama school. And I just self-taped for it and kind of got on Skype and stuff with the director and then got the role about four days before I had to jet off to Canada. <laughs> so it was a very, very whirlwind kind of moment. Yeah, it's very exciting. Well, what, what interested you in the, in the role or in the, in the script to, to, uh, to try to get involved in the first place? Me? Well, yeah. Well, for both of you, we'll ask. We'll start with Jessica. You go first, Catherine. Okay. Um, well, it was it was brilliantly written, and you know, like Jessica had outlined. I mean, there were themes that were really interesting to me. I was so interested in this mother daughter relationship, with which yes, has a kind of as we'll find out, has other elements, darker elements involved but also, as we were saying, has a universal theme of what happens between a mother and daughter and how you take care of your daughter, protect your daughter, but don't slip over into a kind of overprotection of your daughter, how you let her go, how you let her find her own independence. And then also what happens if she's doing something that terrifies you as well? And how do you deal with that? And, 
you know, you have to stay loyal to her no matter what. Um, so I thought it was just, it was just a really interesting dynamic. And then also Agatha's dynamic, Agatha and Audrey's dynamic with the, with the community they're living in, you know, and, and, and what Agatha has to do to protect herself and, and her daughter. And she just seemed to have such a rich backstory as well. There was something in her whole physicality. I think she, there's so much that she'd gone through in her life. You know, and we find her at this point and she has to, she has to fight for them. And, you know, it's, and she has also made decisions in her life, which will have repercussions way beyond her. So she's also quite terrified of, of, of her own act and how she can control that in the world and what she's sending out into the world. So there was a lot of, just a lot of complexity there. So that's what really attracted me to it. Uh, and Jessica, what attracted you to the role? Um, I mean, the whole idea of, well, women leading a film for a start is already just a win-win for anyone. Um, but women living through this such condemning society. Like as soon as I read it, it was so, it felt so relevant and it felt so urgent in terms of the story that needed to be told. Um, and just the, the pain that everyone kind of goes through. It's, it's very cathartic in that way that one, we were, we were saying before how um, relevant it kind of is in, t in terms of like lockdown and kind of the disparity and the pain that people are going through right now. But just, just when I was reading the script um, in terms of Audrey, her, her kind of rage and her wrath and her confusion of being a teenage, being a teenager, but being a woman growing up in, a, in such a confusing society and in a society where she doesn't know her place and it makes her really angry <laughs> I mean I, I, I get that I can I can I can really understand everything she does like Catherine you said about Agatha you can understand that pain and you can you know that's why you that's why you get excited about characters and you, you go for a movie because I, I can really understand and kind of identify with that rage and that wrath I mean I probably wouldn't go as far as <laughs> Audrey does go but <laughs> I, I can understand it you know? yeah, I'm glad you had probably <laughs> uh, Trista, do you have a question? So Jessica, you said you flew out there four days before you guys were going to shoot and you guys have a great relationship, a great mother-daughter chemistry. I'm wondering if you had time to rehearse at all before shooting. So yeah, so I meant I, I, meant I flew off four days um, after I got the role, but I was actually there for about maybe a week, a week and a half before I started shooting. And then Catherine, it's hard to even remember at this point, you got there quite a, a little bit after me. Um, yeah, because I was shooting something else. So I was in yeah. and out, yeah. Yeah, Catherine was in and out, but we did. So we were staying in the same hotel and everything. So in terms of like our own personal rehearsals, we did meet up quite a lot, didn't we, before every, mm. every shoot day. Um, and kind of sit down and just discuss everything like you do um, and go through and kind of, but we, Catherine is a very, an amazing actor, obviously, but she's very in the moment. She, she likes to live and breathe and it, like you could on the set so easily because, you know, we were in that 
amazing costume and we had dead rabbits on the wall and we were in this home, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And it, we, didn't, we, didn't over, we did rehearse, but we didn't over-rehearse it at all. And that, the relationship between Agatha and Audrey is just so raw and fiery and so much of it is about fighting to get to each other. And I think it was, it was easy to play that kind of fresh and to not have it overly rehearsed. And it was, it was a very tight, uh, tight budget and a tight kind of time scale as well. So, um, But that's too- such an interesting question, actually, because it really made, like you, Jessica, I feel like we did have loads of time. Do you know what I mean? Because it just mm. clicked, didn't it, immediately? Like, I mm. feel, we felt like we had all this history. It just worked. Mm immediately kind of mother and daughter and then we would we would go to that amazing set and our amazing house and it was our home you mm. know so it was it was amazing it did feel like didn't it that we had, we had lots of time but actually when you asked it I was like god no we didn't no but, but it just we just clicked didn't we really mm. it was easy when you talk about the the mother daughter uh, dynamic, like it really changes uh, throughout the movie, the arc of the characters. You know, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but kind of the power between you know mother and daughter, you know, mm. changes a lot throughout the movie. Which is a uh, is that a? I always assume like if you have a big character arc, it would be it's harder to play the in between of that as opposed to because you don't want to go from like point A to point B like right away because you, you have yeah. to, you know, play the act. I don't know if that's something you could talk about. Yeah. Well, I think for Agatha, you know, I was saying earlier actually that I often kind of feel like she, you know, was the boy with the finger in the dam. I think she's known something's coming as well. So, you know, she's, it's, there's, there's, there's a sense of, this is going to happen. You know, I've been holding this off, but oh my God, we're now at this point, this pivotal point, which I think Agatha always knew they were going to get to. And it's what do we do now, you know? And how do I let her go? Or how do I open up? Or how do I look after her? Or how do I, you know, we're here. Um, and danger is everywhere. And this, this might be beyond, you know, Agatha's worked so hard to protect and make their life work. And now the cracks are starting to happen and she's desperately trying to hold on, you know, rather than let it all, you know, flood out, you know? Um, So, but I think in a way, like any mother, she knows she's going to have to let her go, but she's just not prepared to do it. Yeah. Trista, do you have another question? I'm wondering what you each individually learned from this film. I learned. Never you underestimate could say a woman. That's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, never underestimate a woman who can think for herself. Yeah. Yeah. And just that the themes are universal and there is still, I think the thing that really struck me, you know, right at the beginning, you see Agatha stand there w- with the axe and the threat that they're under, you know, that we're still, we're, we're not in a safe place. Do you know what I mean? How important safety is, <laughs> you know, um, and how hard she has to fight, you know. Um, and there was something about standing there and going, oh, I know this feeling, actually. I know this feeling to be under threat. And even though it's not really a, a period piece, it does have, uh, it is sort of a, 
visually a period piece. So what was that like to, to play and then prepare for, you know, uh, the dialect and, 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 the, and the wardrobes? Oh, amazing. There was amazing people. Every department was amazing on this. I, I particularly was in love with the costumes and the, like we did a whole thing on my face of kind of aging up and stuff and kind of very marked and that all doing all of that was just was just brilliant. So as we were saying, you could just properly, you know, you were in this extraordinary costume as you were saying Jessica with you go out and there's horses and you're in this amazing reservation and you've got this big sky and it's freezing and kind of no acting's required you know so it was it it, it was immense that was really immense Mm, I agree yeah it feels like like Catherine was saying like I've you know when you get that costume on 50% of the work is done your kind of physicality changes and you you kind of subconsciously decide how your character would move because of what they're wearing, what they have to do to kind of get about and things like that. So it's, when it is a period piece, it's the first one I've ever done, but it feels kind of, there's a lot more choices made for you in terms of the, the costume and the kind of circumstance is there and you don't have to kind of come up with that. You kind of just have to sit into it and live live through that and kind of work off those impulses, which is really nice. And it's, it's different kind of, it's different type of brain work, I think, as an actor, definitely. Mm-hmm. And are both of you uh, horror movie fans at all going into the movie? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I am always saying I get quite scared. So, yeah, I really um, But I think the genre is amazing because I think what it can, the amount of things that it can talk about and encompass and represent, and, you know, is just, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing genre. Amazing. Yeah. I agree. I've always grown up with horror. So, and I, I just, I, I was saying this to someone the other day, I just feel like it's a genre that will never burn out. And there could be a million reasons for that, but it's something that as humans, we, we seem to kind of need. I don't know if that is a bit creepy and a bit bizarre of us, but it, it, it's so popular and it, it's something that people just gravitate and uh, towards. And yeah. yeah. There's so many different types of horror, you know, they're, well, exactly. you know, it's exactly. a vast uh, genre of all different, you know, it's comedy. There's a, you know, this isn't yeah. a comedy horror, but there's all different types. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Tristan, do you have another question? Catherine, uh, while I was watching the film, I found myself wondering how the other people would interact with your character differently if she were a man. I'm yeah, wondering exactly. if you have any thoughts on that. I think that's I think that's so true. I think that's a brilliant observation, and I, I I think that and that's what I was saying when you know when I stood in that reservation protecting my home and my daughter, I was like, oh, I understand this. I understand this. We you know and and also the idea of she's successful before they know anything about her. She's success. They see success with her land and and her crops. So there has to be the presumption that something is wrong with her, you know, and, and if a man was successful, you would, you would applaud that success, but instead she, she's a threat because she's a successful woman, (laughs) you know, and that discomfort and that need to bring it down, you know, as we were saying, we see her hit, we see her threatened immediately into the film, you know, we must intimidate that, you know, because actually we're scared of, of that power 
you know, and I think the choices she has made, you know, the, the pact that she, that she made early on in her life is actually so she can live as an independent woman. So she doesn't have, you know, but because it's so hard to. <laughs> so I thought that was very interesting. You know, the, the town's perception of her because she is success with her crops means that, you know, she has to be a threat. They can't just leave her alone to have her own life. They have to pick at her, have to pick at her. Interesting. So um, where can uh, people follow each of you individually? They want oh, to well, see I'm you. on no social media at all, so okay. me nowhere. <laughs> You're very much like Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of that, but anyway. Uh, you can follow me on my, my Instagram. It's Jessica Reynolds, but with two J's at the front. Um, and my Twitter. What is my Twitter handle? Um, you can find it, Jessica Reynolds on Twitter, too. Very good. Well, uh, we both really enjoyed The Curse of Audrey Earnshaw, and uh, that will be uh, limited in theaters this uh, coming Friday and then on Video on Demand and Digital October 6th. It's very so cool much. to have you both here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Brilliant. Thank Bye. You. Bye. What's up? This is James D. Lamont from It Came From The Flyweight Productions inviting you to listen to Culture Shock every second Monday right here on withoutyourhead.com. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We should have listened. The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. The Tomb of Nick Cage.